the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here it is. It's hour two of Backbone Radio on this July 31st, 2022. Again, we run Sundays 4 to 7 p.m. And it still is July. We're hanging on to July. But tomorrow, it'll be August. And kind of windy today. I just noticed that it kind of muffed up my hair a little bit walking in from the parking lot. So a uh, good thing I have a baseball hat on, so uh, I'm not totally unpresentable hair-wise for radio. And uh, that's, that's key. Isn't that key, Javier? You know, you can't do your best radio when your hair is out of place. Isn't that right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, should Donald Trump run again in 2024? Maybe I'll just throw that out there if anybody would like to check in on that, and I'll be off to the phones here in a second. Molly Hemingway had a really great set of points to make when um, she spoke. It was on Fox Business with Stuart Varney. She says, you know, people are just rejecting Biden. They're rejecting Biden's policies. They're rejecting the entire Democratic Party. Um, The poll numbers uh, events that 100 percent and just have this data. One of the biggest stories you're not seeing reported in the media is that the Hispanic community has abandoned the Democratic Party at a just an incredible and spectacular rate. If you remember, in 2018, Democrats won the Hispanic vote by 40 points, 2018. But here we are right now, and you have ex- Hispanic voters, Democrat v. Republican, who they identify um, in a CBS YouGov poll, and it's basically even. 45% Democrat, 42% Republican, and it's a 3.3% uh, error. So it's basically even. Hispanic voters in America now identify as much Republican as they do Democrat, and I submit to you that they are sweating that. The Democrats are sweating that a little bit right here in Colorado. Okay, Now, Molly Hemingway says that people are remembering what happened during the Trump administration. They liked how the economy was going. They liked what was happening for their own wage growth, their jobs, for how the country was faring in terms of foreign policy. Peace was breaking out all over the world. And the American people look around at what is happening now, and they're just like, hmm, we got war, we got a recession, we got all kinds of crap every day, bad news all the time. So Molly Hemingway says this, and I think it's 100% true, that Trump has been vindicated by what has happened in the last 18 months. Joe Biden has put on the best possible advertisement for Trump 2024 that you could ever even fathom, okay? Hemingway says that a lot of people are wishing that they had a Trump type of leadership that they had during the Trump era. And so Hemingway points this out. I think the Republican Party probably needs to understand the reason why its prospects are so good in 2022 is because Donald Trump reshaped the party into a working-class, multiracial party, and that's why Republicans are going to have electoral success in 2022. And she says the Republican Party should acknowledge that and understand why people are moving to their party in a way they did not before. 
something to think about there. So, um, you know, it's a it's a whole big question. Uh, should Trump run in 2024? And if he does run, should he announce before the 2022 election or should he announce after the 2022 election? If he announces after the 22 election, then the Republicans have done well. Of course, the commentariat are going to say, well, we were doing great until Trump announced and now we're screwed for 2024. But if Trump announces before the 2022 elections and Republicans do well, well, they won't have that argument. And if Donald Trump announces soon that he's running for the presidency, that might make it a little more challenging for Adam Schiff and Liz Cheney to charge Trump with crimes and show up at his house and arrest him in a pre-dawn raid, which is what you know they're planning on doing, okay? The establishment games dealing with the existential threat to their existence, to their power. So should he do it or should he not do it? And I'm a big fan of Ron DeSantis and... There's pretty much nobody else out there that I would have interest in seeing run. All right. Anyone? Republican voters are kind of in this position of, you know, we can uh, find some other untested and unknown quantity and run the risk of getting like another McCain as the nominee or another Romney as a nominee or another Bush type persona as a nominee. Isn't that quite a pickle to be in? I mean, you know, Trump, he's tried and tested And if there's anybody that can stand up to the deep state, to the ruling class, to the World Economic Forum, to the U.N., it's that guy. It's Trump. We know we know that he can do that and he can take infinite amounts of heat. Can other people do that? I mean, look at Elon Musk folded so quickly on Twitter. Richest man in the world. He can send people into outer space and launch rockets and transform the automotive industry. He can do everything. He can become the richest man in the world, but he can't take on the deep state. They pushed him back off of Twitter, and he folded pretty fast, it looks like. I'm not seeing much of a return to glory from Elon on that one. It takes a rare person to be able to stand up to stuff. And again, could Trump be the only entity, the only force of nature standing between you and a future of eating bugs, having no car, if you're a farmer being booted off of your farmland, food shortages, inflation, recessions, yeah, living in a pod, eating your bugs, owning nothing, letting the global elite billionaires own everything for you. Is there anything else, anyone else, any other force in nature that can stand in the way of that deadly serious vision for the future that we are facing right now? I throw that out there, and why don't we start saying some hellos, and let's say hello to Ron in Conifer. Thanks for hanging on a bit, Ron, and welcome to the program, sir. Thank you. Um... In regard to the 187-minute delay uh, in Trump uh, responding to the so-called riot, uh, Corbin keeps saying he's going to explain it, but he never gets around to it. But in any event, I don't know what difference it'll make. Is there anybody that really believes that in all that noise and confusion that there was anybody there who was pulling out their phone looking for instructions from Trump? Oh, on the the one—that's what the committee is saying. This 187-minute delay yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. which I, I do. What, what, I'm what, suspicious of that timeline because um, if, I think they put the timeline right at the very end of Trump's speech, and it's like a 40-minute walk to the Capitol from Trump's speech, right? So you have to subtract 40 minutes yeah. off of that. 
and then you have to subtract more for when was the when was like the peop, when when did the Capitol Police open the doors to the to the protesters? When did they do that? And by the way, Trump ended his speech by saying go peacefully and sure. patriotically. Sure. And Trump did authorize the National Guard to be uh, to be securing the Capitol grounds. But again, the Pelosi sergeant at arms and McConnell sergeant at arms and uh, Muriel Bowser were like no on that. So um, anyway, but once things got out of control, again, nobody was there in all that noise and confusion was pulling out their phone looking for instructions from Trump. It wouldn't have made any difference, is my point. Well, fair enough. And and then the other thing, before I I forget, you mentioned there were four people, four Trump supporters that died. I'm aware of Ashley Babbitt. I'm aware of the woman that was trampled and then beaten by this uh, cop. Who were the other two and how did they die? Okay, the other two who died, Kevin Greeson and Benjamin Phillips, and uh, witnesses say Greeson and Phillips suffered fatal heart attacks after being hit with stun grenades, an explosive device used by police outside the building that okay. afternoon. Okay. That's what Julie Kelly says in her okay. June 13th essay called yeah. January 6th for Non-Dummies in American Greatness. All right. Well, in any event, I, I would like to know if anybody really believes that anybody in that situation with all that noise and confusion uh, was looking in their at their cell phones or whatever you know device they're using to get instructions from trump or anyone else yeah how how to proceed i I wonder if uh maybe trump could have called off the potential federal agents like the ray epps and the scaffold man could he have somehow got the uh fbi informant types and the uh the eggers on of things to go into the capitol could he have called them off has anyone asked that question? At any rate, good points, Ron. And, um, yeah, somehow, I don't know, people are, like, asking me to talk about this uh, a lot today. Anyway, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll do a bit more on this. I have some, some key audio here. Be right back. There we go. A little Social D bringing us in again. Here we are an hour two at 303-696-1971. Your thoughts are invited on if Trump should run again or not. What do you think? Should he be the guy again? We know for sure that the Republican Party establishment will pull out all the stops to stop Trump from running again. One example is Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch, and uh, he's the Wall Street Journal owner. He's the New York Post owner. He's the Fox News owner. And they're... One guy, one guy, Rupert Murdoch, who has a lot of outsized power in the Republican Party firmament, is going to be a big no and going to do everything he can to try to stop Trump from running again. Wall Street Journal, New York Post had an editorial, each had an editorial saying, no, don't do it. And Fox News apparently has not had uh, Trump on Fox in uh, over 100 days. So that's that's going to be, you know, uh, something that... um, will be used as a brainwashing tool for the American people, for the GOP heartland base. But it just doesn't work. I mean, it's just remember, if you think, oh, the New York Post, oh, the Wall Street Journal, oh, fuck, that's just one guy, one person running that. Does Rupert Murdoch get to tell you who your presidential candidate can be, right? Uh, Does Rupert Murdoch 
Does he have that much sway? Should should he be able to? Should Liz Cheney and Adam Schiff be able to tell you who your candidate should be in 2024? And the thing about it is, and Newsmax reports this: this this Harvard Harris poll has Trump far and away, way ahead of all comers in the potential 2024 primary. No one's even close. Trump has 56% of the vote in a field of seven GOP rivals. And Ron DeSantis, who we do love, is down at 16%. Does anybody see a race here, really? Anybody see a race? 56 to 16 and Mike Pence sitting there at 0.3%. <laughs> Mike Pence is going to add up to be a complete and total zero. And maybe I should talk about, you know, um, Nikki Haley, by the way, is like uh, at zero. Okay. Um, Mike Pompeo is basically at zero. So um, the other potential candidates just have zero traction. It's just, it's just Trump has all the traction. He's got the, the loyalty of the heartland of this country. And nothing can seem to touch that. I don't even think Rupert Murdoch can touch it. So does anybody see a race here? And what do you think? I mean, I admit that there should be a certain amount of discomfort in some way about it because we live in an Orwellian propagandized world. We know what the propaganda blizzard is going to be like. But if you don't you know, stand up to that propaganda blizzard, well, then pretty much, you know, it's just like the establishment rules, the media rules, the Rupert Murdoch's rule you. And again, we're not facing politics as usual. We're facing America dying as we know it. We're facing the powerful global billionaires running uh, the, the, the agenda that essentially uses climate change as a cudgel against the against humanity and we'll have you eating bugs, living in a pod, owning nothing. I mean, that's what we face. Do we have anything else that can stand up to that? A tried and true and tested individual who has kept his promises to his voters. And I don't know. We could, we could take a risk on somebody else. And Oh, gosh, you know, uh, what if Pompeo turned out to be another John McCain? Some people say that uh, he is a neoconservative. You know, when Nikki Haley, gosh, no. She should never, ever run. I mean, no traction. I think the, the rhinos are a little surprised at how little traction anybody else is getting. They're kind of getting a little bit uh, desperate about it there. But do make sure you look at Michael Anton has a great essay over at compactmag.com about this, sizing up and what the establishment, uh, the rhino establishment, which has no, no constituency, no voters. They're going to try to stop Trump, of course, and Roger Kimball, Yesterday in the American Greatness writes a, a really fine essay, Trump Stays in the Picture. So I guess that's one of the questions is if Trump's going to run, when should he announce, before 2022 or after 2022? And so um, I just dropped that out there for you to, you know, consider. And um looks like, why don't I go to the phone? I, I want to do a little thing about Mike Pence, but I'll just say real quick about Mike Pence. He will be a zero an absolute zero. He has no constituency with actual voters, but good optics. Yeah, the mainstream media can pump life into that stiff, phony, the phony Mike Pence. They're going to try to pump life into him big time. And the optics, oh, the vice president against it. It's just a part of the establishment game to um, cause problems and hassles for Donald Trump. That's the whole Mike Pence reality. 
Okay, and you even saw um, Kellyanne Conway said this uh, two nights ago on Fox News, of course. I think the wild card here is Vice President Mike Pence, because you do hear people say, I love the Trump-Pence accomplishments. I mean, this is the guy who was right there with President Trump. It didn't end on the best terms, but boy, for four years, Mm -hmm. did they sing from the same song sheet, and were they an unbelievable team? Um, I have heard no one say the Trump-Pence accomplishments. (laughs) Absolutely no one. That is ridiculous. Kellyanne Conway. That's what they're going to do to pump life into 0% Mike Pence. Make sure you understand that, that it will be a media operation. Anything to do with a Pence campaign will be a pure media operation to try to create hassles um, for Trump. It will be pure optics. Okay. And by the way, um, how much of a phony is Mike Pence? You know, oh, Trump didn't treat him well around the January 6th time frame. But, you know, Mike Pence broke his promises. Listen to this. This is what Mike Pence said on January 4th. I share the concerns of millions of Americans about voting irregularities. And I promise you, come this Wednesday, we'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. But tomorrow is Georgia's day. So, so for our faith, there's Mike for Pence. Our freedom, we need you to vote, Georgia, vote. To yeah, send- I promise you, I promise you, Mike Pence. And of course, he went back on the promises. He folded. And then Trump pointed out in a relatively judicious tweet that Mike Pence, you know, didn't have the courage to do what he said he was going to do. And so uh, people were mad at Mike Pence. And then um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's say hello to Tom Tom in Denver. Thank you for checking in, Tom. Welcome. Yeah. Hey, here's something I, I see nobody addressing, and that's if Trump is reelected, he, he can only serve four years. He's in, it's in a sense of lame duck second term. Um, I, mean, I voted for him twice, but I'm hoping to send him. So you, you think nominee. that uh, it would only be a one-termer if he were to run again? And that that strikes you as not well, yeah, enough. Well. Yeah. Well, what what about uh, well, Trump th- president twenty twenty four to twenty twenty eight, and then DeSantis twenty twenty eight? Would that get you excited, Tom? You mean so DeSantis would run as his vice president? Or? No, DeSantis could run in twenty twenty eight for president the presidency. I'm just you know we're just speculating, tossing ideas around. But just isolated the question itself. I mean, would you like to see Trump run in twenty twenty four? I prefer DeSantis, but you prefer if DeSantis he runs, I'll vote in twenty twenty four. And there's going to be some yeah. people that say that they're going to say they prefer DeSantis. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of trying to take a little pulse around here and see what see what people think. So you're you're pro DeSantis as I am. If DeSantis didn't exist, we'd truly yeah, have I, nobody else we could even contemplate. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly that, and he's got. He's all. He's got all the skills of, of Trump with none of the uh, problems. And if Trump runs again, you know the same old stuff. But one come thing out. though is that uh, ha- not... has DeSantis been tested? Has he had the full force of the media and the establishment after him every day around the clock for four years? Could he fold? Could he get crushed? You don't know the answer to that, right? I mean, uh, you say that DeSantis didn't have the problems, but. Uh, he hasn't been in power, right? They're going to make anybody the devil. They will make him the devil. 
There we go. The Avett Brothers. That's uh, something like the Laundry Room song, I think. And I love the harmony of those brothers. You ever seen them at Red Rocks? Boy, they fill up that amphitheater with some of the best sort of uh, country-inspired harmonies you'll ever hear. Yeah, the New York Post, owned by Rupert Murdoch, says that Biden pulls lower than any modern president. <laughs> Gallup find Biden pulls lower than any modern president. Good job, Joe Biden. But, hey, you know what? At least there's not a famine. We don't, like, have a famine. And that's what Brian Deese, the top economic advisor to Joe Biden, is pointing out. Remember, Brian Deese is the guy who said that, hey, people need to suffer because we're going through a transition. We're transitioning our economy, and it's the liberal world order. We have to have the high inflation, the high groceries, the high gas prices. We have to have all this stuff for the liberal world order. Guess what? No, thank you. No, thank you, Brian Deese, but he does point out that, hey, at least we're not having a famine. Our economy is uh, more resilient uh, to the to the types of challenges uh, that we faced. Uh, for example, you know, with respect to uh, food, we're a net exporter of, of, of agricultural commodities, and obviously the, the high prices are hitting Americans very hard, but uh, they're, they're in, in a way that is different from some places that are facing famine, for example. Uh, okay, so there's that. At least we're not having a famine as... Biden and the establishment and the Democrats keep putting on the best possible advertisement for Donald Trump 2024. (laughs) At least we're not having a famine, says Brian Deese. That's their argument. That's what they're staking their claim on. Yeah, don't you love that? Well, let's get to some phone action. And we've got Jack, Jack, Wyoming, Jack. Here you are, sir. Welcome and glad you could check in tonight. Yeah, Doc, I, I think what uh, you're mentioning about accomplishments for for Mike Pence, uh, his main accomplishment, I, as I can see it, and it'll go down in history, was he was determined to certify an election that didn't comply with federal election law. And not only was that taking place, but that's what Trump had his hands full with uh, at that time. And for several days before that, he realized that he had a rogue situation being adopted by Mike Pence, who was a who was advised by Dan Quayle. But if you read the law, which I, and I seem to be the only one in the country that has, but he cannot certify an election unless it's in compliance. And it wasn't in compliance. And that's what Trump was dealing with. And he had his hands full with that. And he made an adequate amount of pleas to all the people that were going to the protests to be peaceful. I mean, I, I, don't, yep. I don't understand I why he earlier. had something more... Authorized the National Guard, and he said go peacefully and and patriotically. And by the way, since you mentioned that Pence, here's here's another Pence clip pre-January 6th saying that, I promise you, you know, we're never going to give up fighting, never going to give up fighting. Real brief here. And as our election contest continues, I'll make you a promise. Promise. We're going to keep fighting until every legal vote is counted. keep fighting until every illegal vote is thrown out. We're going to win Georgia, we're going to save America, and we'll never stop fighting to make America great again. You watch. You watch. Just going through the record there on Mike Pence, making these promises. Making all these promises. Exactly never what gonna, he didn't do. Exactly. So 
you know, uh, people are like hands around America to like rally around Mike Pence. What a great guy, right? At least the establishment, you know, the Liz Cheney's and the Adam Schiff's, right? But uh, there he is leaving his voters and the MAGA base hanging out to dry, right? Didn't follow up on any of his promises. I don't know. Jack, um, uh, are you a big fan of Mike Pence when it comes down to it? No. I think he's a traitor. I honestly God, think he's a traitor. You know, there wouldn't be a single... There wouldn't be a single person killed by this by Putin's advance uh, into Ukraine. There wouldn't have been a single one of them if Mike Pence had held that held that up and didn't certify that and brought brought the light to the election and that the, the chain of custody and none of the requirements were met and, and got to the bottom of that. Then there wouldn't be a single single person killed by Putin. I mean, Mike Pence, as far as I'm concerned, is going to go down in history as one of the worst people that ever, ever, ever was in politics. Well, he tended to staff his office in the vice presidency with a bunch of absolute rhinos who did everything they could to uh, to help undermine the president uh, above. They, you know, it's Mike Pence is the guy that got rid of General Flynn. And if you watch that Mark Short, um, who is Trump's top yeah. chief of staff, right, He's always on Fox News these days and talking about the glories of Mike Pence and so forth and his rhino stuff. I mean, you might as well have like a Romney around, um, you know, or a McCain around. Same I mean, thing. Mike Pence is exactly from that Same mold. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I think this midterm is going to give new meaning to the term of scorched earth. I think it's going to give it more power. <laughs> well, be ready for it. And um, by the way, how are things looking in Wyoming, Jack, since you're sitting there in Wyoming right now? Um, maybe you'll let me play yeah. another one with you in that we've got uh, we've got uh, Harriet Hegeman, who's running against Liz Cheney. And again, August 16th is the Wyoming primary. Let's make sure that Liz Cheney goes down hard. But Harriet Hegeman had this little hello with Maria, Maria Bartiromo this morning. If you have a second, Jack, let's hear this real quick. Here's Harriet Hegeman. Welcome back. We're back with Harriet Hegeman, who's challenging Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney in Wyoming's 2022 primary. And Harriet, I want to get your take on Liz Cheney's uh, new uh, promotional material. She's trying to reach out to Democrats uh, to, to vote for her. She's got this campaign literature on changing parties. Your thoughts on uh, her uh, literature that is pushing uh, Wyomings to, uh, to vote for her. She's desperate. I think that that demonstrates that her own internal polling shows that we are far ahead and she's trying whatever she can possibly do to try to find some way to save face. I think she's attempting to martyr herself over the January 6th uh, committee that she's working on. It is, it, it is absolutely reprehensible. This is a woman who claims to be a conservative. This is someone who claims to stand for the Republican ideals, but she doesn't. And the very moment that yeah. things get a little bit tough for her, she turns to the Democrats for support, which is is what she's done with this committee as well. And of course, your state is an energy state. I saw your tweet on gasoline prices, Harriet. Real quick, what's your platform? Well, my platform is taking our country back from the radical Democrats. The failed energy policy and monetary policy is why we're seeing the extreme inflation that we are in this country. All of these all of these disasters are made man-made catastrophes. The Biden administration okay. has destroyed Harry everything that it's touched. Harriet, it's great to have you this week. This weekend, thanks very much. Harriet there you Hageman go. Joining us. That'll that's be the, for us on Sunday the full Futures. clip. Um, that's at least the second part of the Harriet Hegerman conversation with Maria Bartiromo this morning. And uh, Jack, are you noticing that that uh, desperate Liz Cheney's marketing her wares to Democrats, trying to get them to change parties? And have you seen all that? 
Yes, it's an exercise in futility. She's wasting her time. She's done. She's over. And uh, But she might run for president. She says she hasn't ruled out running for president in 2024. <laughs> well, she might as well. A, a country that could... A country, a country that could elect Barack Obama could elect virtually anybody. You got to look at it that way. Yeah, that's that's like a zero percenter there. Uh, I hate to uh, to say it, but um, they they always try to do that little scheme, that little trick. Oh, uh, yeah, she'll get unelected in Wyoming, but she'll run for president. See, somehow that makes it makes her feel better to float that out there with Jake Tapper on CNN. Well, but uh, at any rate, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens and. Uh, the numbers are just devastating for Cheney so far from the polling I've seen. And if she's marketing to Democrats, well, oh, desperate. Uh, I'm, I'm investing heavily, a lot of money, in the return of the oil and gas industry. I'm buying stocks in that sector. I'm buying equipment in that sector. And I'm, 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 getting, uh, I'm getting in with both feet on, on the return of oil and gas. Yeah, it's going to – see, the, the pendulum's going to have to swing. Right now, the push is massive from the Black Rocks and the Vanguards and all the rest to uh, go against fossil fuels domestically, even though they're investing in coal in China. Isn't that amazing? But um, I'm waiting for that pendulum to swing back. And Wyoming, West Virginia, I mean, how hard are those states going to be hit by this Inflation Reduction Act, right? There's another uh, kind of like a green energy deal there. But anyway, hopefully we come around on that, Jack. We will. I count. I'm betting heavily on it. Got a lot of money riding on it. Okay, thanks, Doc. All right. Thank you, sir. And that's Jack in Wyoming, our point man from our neighbors to the north, who I just say, you know, if you know anybody in Wyoming and for the folks listening in Wyoming, the 710 KNUS out of Denver, oh, that's going to be really nice and uh, really sweet to get that job done, to have, you know, Cheney ushered into doing other things. It's just not to pretend to represent Wyoming and like show up in Wyoming for like the occasional wealthy fundraiser, which is what she does. She, she doesn't spend any time, any time in Wyoming. Yeah. Um, Roger Kimball says that Liz Cheney is a soon to be cashiered anti Trump, anti Trump rhino. <laughs> That's your deep state folks, the Cheney family and the rest of them. If you're on the phone lines, hang on. We'll be right back. There we go. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Next segment of Backbone Radio, 303-696-1971. Yeah, we're just floating around the idea of a potential Trump 2024 campaign. What do you think? What do you think? He's dominating the polls, just dominating the polls. The media will freak out, but I submit to you they will freak out against whoever the Republican nominee is and which Republican can really uh, weather the storm, can really stand up to it all? Who is tried and who is tested? Just throwing that out there. And who's going to show up and make sure that you don't have to have a future life of eating bugs? And who's going to fire the bureaucrats? Who's going who's gonna to take on the deep state? We need to make it much easier to fire rogue bureaucrats who are deliberately undermining democracy. Or at a minimum, just want to keep their jobs. They want to hold on to their jobs. Congress should pass historic reforms empowering the president to ensure that any bureaucrat who is corrupt, incompetent, or unnecessary for the job can be told, did you ever hear this? You're fired. Get out. You're fired. Have to do it. So in a certain sense, I do think we're choosing if we just don't want to have the hassle of the media frenzy and firestorm to the level 
that it has been is, is that it's just so it's just see that, that's where the media has so much control it just makes our lives so so constantly bombarded with with propaganda that you know are we just going to say oh we, we don't want that anymore let's just not have to do that again but uh, you know what they'll do it to the next guy or gal guaranteed to the phones let's go uh Let's say hey to Tom in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Tom, welcome to the program. And are you there, Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Tom. Welcome to Backbone hey, Radio, Doc. sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you threw me off. I'm actually in, still in southwest Ohio. Um, oh, I don't know why it but, says uh, Pittsburgh on the call screener there. So, <laughs> Well, that's where I'm from originally, but... Uh, yeah, Doc, uh, <clears throat> Trump is the only candidate that makes sense for 2024. He is the only Republican that has kept his word. You look at Mitch McConnell agreeing recently this last week to make a deal with Schumer. Schumer lied, and, geez, all of a sudden the budget stuff goes through. We need Republicans that are America first. Trump is the only candidate that has proven previously that he will do what he says because he already has his own wealth. He does not need to sell books, have Netflix deals like Obama, Biden, whatever. He actually cares about the American people. And he doesn't need to have like his America son, economy. one of his sons out like raking up cash illicitly out of Russia and China and Ukraine. I've noticed that Biden seems no, to be that. Not. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeSantis is a no go. And, the caller earlier, Tom from Denver, mentioned, you know, the negativity of Trump. Trump bought, brought back 20% of the factories lost during NAFTA. He got rid of NAFTA. In four years, he brought back one-fifth of everything that was lost in 20-plus years. The guy is a gift to people that love our country. He is the only one that understands what the people need. We did not have problems at the grocery store. We did not have problems with the economy. We did not have problems with gasoline being over $4 a gallon. We did not have problems with Ukraine, with China threatening to shoot down Nancy Pelosi's jet going into Taiwan, although I don't think there's too many people that would really be upset with that. We did not have celebrities telling us that we would need to eat bugs. <laughs> he yeah. went into Davos and told these people that they could pound salt, that the, that, that the, the era of globalism and socialism and communism was over. And we're seeing the likes of what he has done around the world with the things like that have happened in Sri Lanka, the protests that are happening in Argentina, the things that are happening, in, you know, with the Dutch because, you know, the farmers, geez, I don't understand why they don't want to just give up their farms to the government, take no compensation, and then you look at their grocery stores. The people are having problems all around the world wherever they're trying to implement things from the World Economic Forum. Yeah, that's those countries <laughs> you mentioned, Argentina, Sri Lanka, and the Netherlands, that's Klaus Schwab has boasted of having penetrated the cabinets. The penetrating the sure. cabinets and well, eating the bugs. That's uh, with, with, that's our boy with Klaus. Trudeau is, with, with Trudeau as well. The, 
the people of the world have started to wake up to the dangers of globalism. Unfortunately, we need to go back to when Khrushchev addressed the UN about how, you know, he's going to crush us, you know, with communism, because that's what's happening all around the world. and, And people are slow walking themselves into it. If people don't wake up, go to the polls, vote, become poll watchers. So ballots can't be stuffed. So that chain of custody is intact. If you overwhelm your voting system with legitimacy, then the illegitimacy can't happen. And Mike Pence's become immaterial because it doesn't matter. We need our people to take responsibility for our governments, because if we don't, we're going to continue to end up with what we have with Barack Obama's, with Joe Biden having multiple COVIDs, staying in the basement, you know, Kamala Harris announcing her pronouns, telling us that she's a woman in a blue suit, because that's material. That's important. At what point in time are people just going to say we've had enough and they need to flood the pools and flood the democratic system with their presence so corruption cannot happen. Wow, you're speaking. There's no, uh, other, there, there's, there's no other way. This is uh, just a spontaneous common sense from uh, from Ohio here, from from caller Tom. And uh, yeah, it sounds like you're not a big Pence guy. I think uh, you kind of see through that one. Uh, not a big Nikki Haley guy. Uh, Pompeo. I mean, uh, you said no go on DeSantis. Uh, you, you, are you concerned that you know he doesn't have the financial independence to really? have his uh, to keep the tentacles of the, uh, the the global elites off of him he looks he looks good on paper and he says the right thing but saying the right thing in a you know in a state versus a nation are two completely different things DeSantis is a good human being he's trying to do the right thing but you know what where would we have been had Ted Cruz won the nomination instead of Trump we would have not had the movement that we have today where people like Carrie Lake, Blake McMasters, Harry Hageman, J.D. Vance, Dr. Oz, people are coming together from all different walks of life. Dr. Oz is not an extreme conservative by any sense of the means, but he is an America first, China last individual. Yeah, Those he's got China right. Dr. Oz has China right. Yeah. Very definitely. He's got a lot of other things a little a little softer than I like them, but we need to get rid of you know, in places like West Virginia, we need to get rid of these Joe Mansions and Kristen Cinemas, so we don't have to deal with these problems anymore. We need to flood our country with people that put America first. And Liz Cheney is not an America first individual. She's America last. And she's also Wyoming last. She's like born in Virginia. She's like a suburban Virginia kid. And that's where she spends her time. So uh, I will. Harriet Hageman keeps pointing glad, that out. Yeah, I, I will gladly eat bugs when all the cattle are gone. They're <laughs> not gone. So so give me another steak or hamburger. These people in, in the Netherlands and the World Economic Forum that are pushing this garbage, they need to go away. They need to be continuously exposed. And thank you for bringing this to the light of the people at all the time, Doc. Because wow. again, backbone is a shining light in America. Oh. Amen. Amen, Tom. I'm so glad I'd continue if we could. Thank you, sir. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.